Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. This is Band from Ringside. Tonight's on the Band from Ringside podcast, Zack Sabre Jr. goes against Bill Ospreay. We have L.A. Knight goes face-to-face with Roman Reigns. Edge gets pissed off by Ricky Starks. That and a whole bunch more tonight on the Band for Ringside podcast. You know you can't call that man Edge. You know oh, you can't call that man Adam Edge. Cole. Sorry, Adam Cole. It ditched that nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Marks. Welcome to the Band for Ringside podcast. As always, I am your host, Bill Vagy, aka Adam Brooklyn. <laughs> Kenny Bro Mega. I don't, I don't know. I had nothing. Uh, and sitting directly across from me, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCP? <laughs> it's the P E E F E R man. P E E F E R man. P E E F E R man. Here I am. Here I am. The beat from man. And on that level, we know I'll ask the congregation to bow their heads as I read from the latest edition of the Band for Ringside podcast, volume 330. Chapter 3, verse 14, and the good smart saith, hashtag, who the heals, it's all good, baby. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat the holy trinity of BFR. Um, 330 episodes, huh? 330, baby. 330 episodes <laughs> of us bullshitting. <laughs> Sitting for two hours talking shit. Um, Amazing. Yeah, interesting. Um, solid week of wrestling. Your boy's caught up. It's a beautiful thing. I actually watched Mission Impossible dead reckoning uh the other night i thought about you jokers when you oh you're part of the dead rex crew i am officially now part of the dead rex crew the uh the train scene that's the one time that and when he jumped off the uh the cliff on the motorcycle the two times i instantly regretted not seeing it at the movie theater but it was another good uh chapter in the mission impossible uh, series so we are without two beers zach again i said via text shocker i know I said, I'm starting to think that Zach doesn't like us anymore because he has not been around. So this is another episode of Band for Ringside that's just Bill and Jason yelling at each other. But we do. We do. We do have Kevin Hamilton. The silent partner in crime. Sitting right here. He's he's just watching. No, he's going to probably be the uh, the mediator just in case I decide I got to come over the table. Oh! <laughs> and there's, there's no Bo Geesman tonight either. Uh... So, some shit got kind of fucked up tonight, but we are in South City, St. Louis tonight. Beautiful home, South City. Home turf for JCB nowadays. Home it. turf for JCB. Uh, I oh, brought, you're coming down? Shit, that's all you had to say. I, <laughs> I brought the... Uh, I brought my roadcaster though, so we'd still have. What up, turd? <laughs> <laughs> it never gets old. We still got Swerve Strickland uh, talking shit. Ah, so without further ado, let's get into that three count. One, two, three. JCB, kick it off. Of course, you deal with. Let's talk. Um, shit. Well, yeah. Let's talk. Let's. let's I have thoughts. Let's just talk about uh, WWE. We'll just keep it simple for the one count. Um, just solo LA Knight as the main event on uh, SmackDown, I thought was a solid main event. LA Knight goes over clean. Which is, and I was thinking about that because when they were making the match, I was like, kind okay. shocking, right? 
Well, we're building towards Roman and L.A. Knight, and if that's what we're going to do. When's the last time Solo lost clean, though? Oh, it's it shit, and I should know this because it's, it's somebody that. Doesn't happen very often. I think it was Orton. Not Orton, I'm sorry. Uh, Cody Rhodes was the, the one person I think that he lost to clean. Either way. This is the second person. Yeah. So in this scenario, it's not like this is a, a bad thing for uh, Solo Sokoa by any stretch of the imagination. He lost to the guy that's ultimately probably going to wrestle Roman at uh, Crown Jewel. That hasn't been determined yet, but the spear at the end of this match probably leads one to believe that's where we're going, so be it. I'm all for it. Um, I want to jump ahead to Raw because Raw feels like that's more well, the, let, let's, the bigger story, but go let, ahead. Let's sit on L.A. Knight for a second. Okay. So, L.A. Knight, SmackDown opens with John Cena. He doesn't say much. Roman Reigns comes out. Uh, he's got his eight-minute intro uh, as he walks down, and then L.A. Knight comes down. So, you have the two biggest guys in the company and L.A. Knight, Right. Did Roman Reigns die? No, you had Cena, Roman Reigns, and then L.A. Knight comes down. Right. It, it, the at two the, biggest at, guys. At the beginning. Yeah, the two biggest guys in the company, Cena and Reigns, were in the ring, and then L.A. Knight Right, and then L.A. Knight comes down. Okay. Right. So, is... <sighs> I understand that the crowd is hot for him. Is L.A. Knight made for this moment, I guess, is the question that I want to ask you. <sighs> I guess the problem is we haven't seen him in many moments in WWE world to say if he's truly ready for this WWE spotlight. In my opinion, I think he is. Um, I've seen him in NWA. I've seen him in TNA. He's been champions in both organizations. The biggest thing for me with WWE is that you have to be able to talk. You, I mean, I don't even care what you do in the ring more times than not. For you WWE, can talk. And that's the biggest thing. No doubt. Thing. He can carry this. Is he doing a Steve Austin impression, though? A lot of people say that he does, it's like Rock and Steve Austin. And I, that doesn't bother me because everybody kind of steals from everybody in, uh, in the world of wrestling. So, I mean, in that scenario, ding, 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 ding. that to me is more of, you know, imitation is the serious form of flattery. That's to me is the, the shout out to both guys because both guys could work the stick. Yeah, I think this criticism is completely out of left field and not very fair to him actually because Hulk Hogan was doing superstar Billy Graham and Ric Flair was doing how many other nature boys were coming before him the the only difference is, is that there's more television that we've seen but LA Knight is okay if he's doing Steve Austin he's doing Steve Austin there's a ton of fans that are watching the product right now that never saw Steve Austin. Right. That ne- that weren't alive in 1999 yeah. Yeah. when, when, when you were 40 do. years old. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, fuck you. Okay. So, like, uh, it still works because it still works. You know what I mean? That's not that's not LA Knight's fault. Get over it any way you can get over, dude. And I have no it's problem. It's not LA Knight's fault. Look at uh, Ricky Starks, and we're going to talk about him. Oh, I get, yes. Okay. When, yes, we when, are. When, when your boy Edge was like, you know, you're basically the rock, you know. Adam Copeland. Yeah, whatever. Um, you're basically the rock knockoff. That shit got real, I mean, like immediately quick, and that went from, Oh, oh, shoot. I went from work to a shoot Rick, really quick. Ricky Stark should have been like, 
Yeah. And? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love The Rock. Like, what's your problem? I think he kind of did when he was like, you know, you, he was like, you know, he could have took that fashion from him, but let's just stick on on, on the subject of sure. L.A. Knight for 30 seconds. Sure. I think L.A. Knight is ready for this moment because, I, honestly, I don't think he's going to win this match. I think it's more so of uh, to keep the – So does him losing this match – Get him over – no, does, does it hurt him? No. You want him in these spots. I don't know if he's going to be a world heavyweight champion on either or brand. I feel like me and you have changed brains. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, this is going to hurt him. Okay. Uh, no, I think that, honestly, I think this is going to ultimately help him in the long run because you want him in these big moment spots. We basically skipped the mid card with him. We were talking about... Three months ago, we we're talking about him being the next U.S. champion, and now no we doubt. have him in position to go against Roman Reigns in Saudi. So, is it believable it's that a, he is against Roman Reigns? It's a bit of a jump. I wish they would have, you know, taken a, a park at the mid card spot for a little bit, but it's he's hot, and you always say you need to strike when the iron is hot. So let's just do it. I have no problem with it. It was either this or the Royal Rumble. So I'm assuming somebody's bigger for the Royal Rumble coming up, so I, I got no problem with it. Let's Speaking of jumping, yes, boy, we have Pretty Deadly uh, versus the Brutes. Pretty Deadly go over clean. Are you <laughs> – this is such a stupid question because I know the answer. Yeah, but are, are you cool with Pretty Deadly going oh, over yeah, clean? Yeah, 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 without question. I mean, considering the landscape of the tag team division right now – Obviously, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Pretty Deadly is in a spot where they can probably take advantage of this flip-flopping of the tag team belts. They're also going to happen. Hilarious. With the, the whole, the they difference between them and yes, Roddy boy. are the, they are actually funny. Roddy and Adam Cole are kind of. We're running off of the fuse what of, up, what, turd? of what MJF and uh, Adam Cole already set up. That was the foundation. Roddy and Adam, or Adam Cole are like the next building up, and it's it's kind of like, you know, it's a shaky foundation on that second floor. And I'm not, I'm not a big fan of it, to be perfectly honest. Pretty Deadly is way funnier. I've been on the Pretty Deadly train since NXT. I love them. Uh, and I hope they continue to do great things. Uh, Carlito's first, I guess, appearance. His first appearance on SmackDown was uh, left a little bit to be desired. He got crushed <laughs> by the Street Profits. Bobby and the Profits wasn't fucking around. They needed to do this shit. Okay, as much as. But is this the way that you would spend Carlito's first appearance on SmackDown? That seems kind of silly. Well, I mean, they gave him the you know the pin on uh, on the pay per view or whatever. So I mean, you know, retribution was coming around. It was just when it was going to happen. You mean the Mustafa Ali? Uh, yeah, there's got to say uh, retribution. Not necessarily Mustafa Ali retribution, but just retribution in the sense where a receipt would needed to be handed back to. Carlito and company. Carlito is the man and should be treated like the man. I hope to see him. I think it's gonna live in front of the crowds. Oh yeah, I sooner think rather than later. I will be a little surprised if this is not some sort of Survivor Series match 
where you have it a, a three on three or five on five, probably more so of a three on three. I'm going to skip past the Zelina Vega Bailey segment, but we had Triple H come out with Adam Pierce, and he said, Adam Pierce, you have a promotion. About damn time, man. Shit, that motherfucker's been running you the You are the general manager of Raw. <laughs> Hook him up. And then Dom comes out, and then Nick Aldis comes out. Okay, so we were on our text thread between me and you and Lucha Chris and Murray the Murray Man Murray and Zach Pullman and... Uh, the usual suspects. Tinder Mahal and Bogey. Oh, yeah. And... I didn't watch SmackDown, but you guys were like, Nick Aldis is the new GM of SmackDown. And I was like, wait, what? What? What What? the the fuck happened? What? So Nick Aldis is the new GM of SmackDown. Pretty strange. Is he still currently the NWA champion? He's not. No, um, EC3 is the NWA champion. He beat your boy. uh, Good for him. In a a step where Tyrus lost, hey, EC3, control that narrative. Yeah, um, so just NWA, and it just it's getting ready to change overall. Where they just signed a TV deal with the CW, so they're going to have two shows on CW, uh, a weekly show and then a reality show, and then that's the a, Billy Corgan show, essentially. And then they're going to do something where I need to remind everybody here. I love the Smashing Pumpkins. Like, <laughs> fucking love them. I love everything about them. I love every shitty song they ever did. I love every good song they did. I was about love to say, if I Smashing Pumpkins. Two Smashing Pumpkins songs. I would be proud of myself. Um, Territorial System is the other JCB is a vampire. Okay, see, that's the one. That's the one that I could probably name because we, you sung that throughout uh, a podcast. Smoking that way. Never heard of that. See, that's what I'm talking about. See, Smashing Pumpkins is... I do a good Billy Corgan. Way better than I anticipated. Disarm you with a smile. (laughs) Shot you like you want me to. To wither in denial. The boy's feeling himself. All right, go ahead. (laughs) He's got a mic, like, literally where he doesn't have to hold it. All he has to do is just sing into the mic. So, uh, we have... Nick Aldis comes out. They bring Dom out for the cheap heat. Uh, Dom is perfect for this. Dom, Dom, Triple H, Adam Pierce, Nick Aldis, KO, all in a ring together. Something about it sings. I like Nick Aldis as the, uh, KO, the SmackDown GM. KO gives him the uh, KO gives him the stunner. You like Nick Aldis as the GM when Cody and Roman were like in each other's face. And then Nick Aldis had to come in and kind of like put his arm in. It was like, hey, guys, you know, not here, not here. That was the most believable GM spot that I've, I've seen in a long time because we've had, you know, the, the Teddy Longs. God bless Teddy Long. You know, I'm all about, you know, you're going to face the Undertaker. Holla, 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 holla. You know, you, here's a triple or a six-man tag or whatever the case may be. But when Nick Aldis put his hand in between there, I was like, okay, Nick Aldis, if God forbid this shit started to go left, Nick Aldis could actually come in and separate these two. And that, to me, made it believable. There's Would no I way. want him to wrestle? Yeah, but in this scenario, for this picture, Well, it it there's no sense. way they brought him in as GM without the – they have an eye to him wrestling. He's going to wrestle. Uh, 
I'm not so sure. I'm not I mean, this is this is a guy that was only four years ago had the NWA championship, and Cody beat him at uh, All In, the first one, right? Correct. The one that we were at. Correct. So Cody beat him. Like this is a this it, is an th- active wrestler. He is a stud, right? If you wanted to play that game, that you probably going to wait the long game and let Cody win the title. You're not going to just insert Nick Aldis in right now. Okay, and then uh, we have LA Knight versus Solo Sokoa. LA Knight ends up going over. You have Cena out there. You have Jimmy out there. Uh, what you think about this? It, it served its purpose. LA Knight went over. Now, from that point, it it planted seeds for what was to come on Monday night. And this is where I have to give Triple H his credit. All right. Where let's get got to pay attention. Otherwise, you're going to miss it. Let's get to Monday night. It's 945 Monday night, and I am on the couch. Don't have wrestling on. I think I had the uh, Phillies game on. Okay, that makes sense. Phillies, Diamondbacks. Okay, I, I, I like playoff baseball. baseball. That's right. what I was going to say. Playoff, fill in the blank, supersedes, regular season, fill in the blank. And I get a phone call from Tinder Mahal, and I'm like, hmm. I did too. I guess something happened. <laughs> and then I get a text message from Vice. <laughs> About 9.56. I was like, oh, I, I guess something happened. That signals up, motherfucker. What you doing? What you, you ain't watching. You guys, you guys really built me up for fucking nothing this was nothing this was nothing jason no this was something this was something jimmy showing up jimmy helping to get the bloodline you know in position to where now grow up no this is this is connecting the dots this and this is the bloodline and the judgment days agreement a couple weeks ago that went south on smackdown that actually came to fruition on raw just on monday night jimmy helped them out where was J.D. McDummett? Nowhere to be found. Here comes Jimmy to come in and save the fucking day and give the Judgment Day the titles that they wanted back. All of this is is just delaying the inevitable when it comes to uh, Damian Priest. But does that does that does that turn your dial though? Are no, you excited yeah. about that? No, of course. I'm no, like, no. Immediately, I was like, no, it's you, stupid. You know me. Immediately, yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this? Did Gunther versus Bronson Reed turn your dial a little bit? A little bit. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> now we're bit. talking because that's a, a match. That's big meaty men Man slapping meat. meat. Yeah. Um, even though I knew Bronson Reed was going down, fuck I just, each other up, dude. That's the match that makes me have confidence in Bronson Reed, just in-ring confidence. The booking is just going to have to take care of itself at some point, and that's going to when Gunther relinquishes the title, then Bronson Reed should be the one. You needed that to give you faith in Bronson Reed? For WWE purposes, yes. Because we just saw him beat Okada. This last year in the G1, a lot of the world doesn't, and you were the one. I don't give a fuck about a lot of the world. I give a fuck fuck about about you. Oh, for me, you know. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I was a big Jonah fan coming in. You said that wasn't. You said it wasn't upset though. I didn't say it was an upset. Okay. Oh, Jonah beating Okada. Yeah, it's an upset. It always will be. Always will be. You can't tell me different. Okay, so we have Bronson Reed versus Gunther. Fucking rules, right? Of course, Gunther is incapable of having a bad match. Is that 
Do you think that's fair to say? It's Are we at that point where Gunther doesn't have bad matches? Like where every single one is like, yo, motherfucker, you got to watch <laughs> this. Is that where we're at with Gunther? It's starting to get to that point, yeah. Because, I mean, you had the, the crutches for him with... Um, Pete Dunn and Ilya Dragunov, but now on the main roster, we're adding guys on to now to the point where it's small guys, it's big guys, it's guys in between, it's anybody you want to throw in the ring with Gunther. He's having great matches, and the 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 kicker to this match, particularly the end where he was just like, you know what, fuck this, I'm done. What up, fucking turn? around with this dude. He just snatched, I mean, just comes off the top, hits the splash, and I'm like, okay, that's the pin. Uh-uh. He's going to pick him up and just power bombed him like it monster. wasn't shit. And that's what I'm sitting there like, oh, oh, okay, this motherfucker for real, for real. Gunther is on a world title level. It's just now when do they get him off of the IC title and then have him go for the World Heavyweight Championship. All right, so let's talk about some shit. We have Seth Rollins and McIntyre have a in-ring, I mean, promo battle, I guess. Um, Ish. Ish. They got to go go testy. Seth Rollins, I appreciate that he is leaving the silliness behind and he's starting to get a little bit more serious. Uh, Drew McIntyre was great in this segment. At the same time, I'm just, I'm not psyched about this. Are you psyched about this? Seth Rollins versus McIntyre? Uh, McIntyre have any chance of going over? Oh, of course. I mean, he's a two-time world heavyweight champion, so I mean. Oh, of course? Of course, yeah. This is wrestling. I mean, shit. He can can win this, and then Damian Priest cashes in. So, I mean, in that scenario, yeah, it could happen. Same thing could happen to Seth. I think the match itself sets it up to where if you wanted to tease Damian Priest, you can tease the fuck out of it because now Damian Priest is in that spot again where he he's holding all the cards and he has the best of both worlds. He's tag team champion. They're telling a very good Bank. story with Drew McIntyre as the same way they did with Nakamura. They're actually... These are believable stories which got with with guys that are trying to win the belt. And we'll get to AEW later when we talk about guys trying to win the belt. But McIntyre is pissed off about the bloodline. That's and what Se- we should be. And Seth Rollins said, let it's it go, bro. <laughs> let it go, dude. This is like me talking to Jason all the time. This guy holds a this guy holds a grudge like nobody the the else. <laughs> Do not get on Jason's bad side. Please and thank you. Because he will hold a grudge. Ever. Ever and ever. But Drew McIntyre holding a grudge. Good for him. I ain't mad at you, dog. That's where you're at? <laughs> yes, I'm told. You know I am. I'm like, damn. Him and KO are the only two guys that actually make sense about this whole Jimmy or Jay Uso thing when he's, you know, trying to really rehabilitate himself. And okay, that's your business. But guess what? I remember that one time when you cost me the title. KO remembers. Drew remembers. Everybody else is like, oh, let's just let it go. Let's just let it go. Man, fuck that. Don't let that shit go. All right. And Owens is the guy. 
that eventually got traded to SmackDown. So Owens is gone from Raw. So they decide to split up Zayn and Owens. Which is interesting. Interesting, but I like it. You like it? Yes. It gives, Tell it gives, me why. It gives Sammy this chance now because you guys were talking about Montreal, and I'll never hear the end of that shit about that was his chance. That was the one time that we were going to get Sammy the chance to get the, the WWE. Who's you guys? You and Zach. Zach. Yeah, no, you and Zach. Well, Zach was right. They should have put the belt on him. Okay. All I'm saying now is we you know have what? a storyline for him. I was right, too. Yeah, because you were both trying to tell me that that was the moment. Fuck yeah. Okay, and that's still not the moment. It had nothing to do with Sammy, but another that story was the for moment. another time. That, that was the moment. They anyway, should have put the belt on him. my point is, is that now Sammy Zayn has an opportunity to craft his own path to the title. You not you don't have Ko. J, him and Jay are kind of like maybe they're friends, maybe they're not. You're in kind of they're both kind of in each other's way ultimately. After the end of Monday Night Raw, so I mean, I love the fact that Sammy's on his own. Ko's established solo dolo. Sammy really isn't. The last time we saw Sammy by himself really was before the Bloodline, and he was basically. Borderline enhancement talent at that point. Let's get that two count. One, two, three. All right. So the two count is collision and dynamite. Uh, collision started. <laughs> with Edge, Christian, Daniel Bryan, Ricky Starks, and FTR. Loaded, loaded segment. There's uh, a lot going on. <laughs> Jesus Jason. Christ. Edge seemed to get pissed off at what Ricky Stark said to him. Ain't no it seemed to it. He got pissed. What did you think about this segment? It was a nice blend of work and shoot all rolled into one. Brian Danielson's face when... Copeland and Ricky Starks for trading barbs was absolutely priceless. Something else. Um, it, it all and it, ultimately it all worked itself out because we, we got back on track to getting Ricky Starks and Danielson back at each other's throats. Eh. What to me it, it worked itself out. I didn't have a problem with Copeland and Ricky Starks getting at each other's throats. This is what I want to see, man. Shit, don't fucking let's not hide the fact that you're pissed off. I want to see each other battle on the stick. It's not just only in the ring for me. But this we, scenario we, is very impromptu. We, can't, enjoy we can't blow by this, though. Like, we have to say, if CM Punk had a problem with these guys going into business for themselves, and Edge, the first promo he has, basically, he has a problem with Ricky Starks going into business for himself? I thought both those guys handled that segment shitty. I thought both of them looked like shit. Edge and Ricky Stark. Oh, I thought they both looked stupid. I'm not saying they look stupid, but it definitely it definitely was a little side turned off of what was supposed to happen. Now, at that point, it's impromptu, and, it's, and there's no real flow to it. It was just both guys just barking back and forth. It's, it's kind of like softball. Both teams barking back and forth. Neither team's making what any was, sense. What was Adam Copeland's problem, though? 
I'm not sure what exactly Ricky said to Spark. All, all he said the edge was, don't look at me with those bug eyes. Okay. And that's where I'm just like, I don't get. Which is funny because he has bug eyes. Okay. So just take, in that scenario, you're just going to have. I have bug eyes too. This is. This is if coming from somebody who's been called bug eyes before. If you're Adam Copeland, that means that felt like you just took that shit a little too personal. And now he felt like he had to take the shot. But back. he was on it, though. Like, immediately. Right, right when Stark said it, he fired back. That almost makes me feel like you have some sort of just but, not deep-seated, but just I don't like you. Ricky Starks. If you're listening to this podcast, and Ricky you Starks. We are. Next time somebody says that you're a rock ripoff, just say, yeah, I love the rock. Thank you. That's it. That's all you have to say. That's all you have to say. And, and nobody will fuck you. <laughs> nobody will fuck with you again. Somebody will fuck with him again. But I, I, like I said, I, for me, if, if this is me and it's somebody that I don't like says something that gives me an opportunity to take a shot at him, I'll take a shot at him. That. That, to me, is what it felt like when Adam Copeland decided, okay, you're going to talk about my bug eyes? Well, you're a rock ripoff. And then that's when it went back and forth. Or oh, you said, really sent me over the edge, and that's where it was just like, okay. You, and he goes, oh, come on, dude. Yeah. yeah it, it, I mean, it wasn't good. Much to do about nothing. But I get well, I it understand wasn't a good you, comeback by no, Ricky Stark. Neither guy, neither guy was really you know laying. No, you, I, you know it was that's what I'm nice saying. They both jabs. looked bad. It was a couple of nice little jabs. Not a big deal. I get what you're saying is if CM Punk and Edge are both having these problems with these guys on the AEW roster, maybe it's not them guys. Maybe it's the other guys. I get that. But once again, CM Punk. And Adam Copeland, they're grown-ass adults. I expect you to not worry about the bug-eyed portion of the program and stick to script. Sorry, not sorry. Be an adult. Yeah, it wasn't good. And if we go on to Dynamite, now we had some things on Dynamite that happened that were good. We had Kyle Fletcher versus Kenny Omega. Where were you on this match? Another measuring stick for Kyle Fletcher. Now, and, and I wasn't even thinking that before. I, I was thinking that before. Stud. Um, Kenny Omega said it on his promo. I, I like both guys, uh, Davis and Fletcher, Solo Dolo. I think they're an amazing tag team. I still think they're, they're my tag team of the year. I'm going down with that t- ship like it's the fucking Titanic, neither here nor there. Um, he really reminds me, he being uh, Kyle Fletcher, reminds me of Will Ospreay a lot. Just long, same move set. Same way. Take it easy. I didn't say he's the next. We got some Bill Osprey coming up. I said he reminds me of talking about Bill. No, I'm talking about Kyle Fletcher. Reminds me of Will Osprey. Bill. Yeah. Bill Osprey. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 The AKA Bill Osprey. Um, and that to me was the, I guess the intrigue in the ring. Could he keep up with Kenny Omega? Can Kenny keep up with him, of course, so that the match itself was good? The other part I was thinking about is this United Empire Don Callis angle where at some point, if and when Will Ospreay's um, New Japan contract runs out, I'm assuming he's going to AW. So that means is he joining the Don Callis family? Is he going to stay with United Empire with his own faction? That, to me, was a little bit of a... 
an underlying uh, angle could, because he basically, he being Don Callis called Kyle Fletcher a scab before the match, and that's where I was like, okay, now see, you, you kind of crossing this ship where you might not want to say this shit out loud, but that's just me. Now, as an AEW sexual, which I am, true, I'm going to bring up two things that I fucking love. Okay. All right. The first one being Jay White. Mm. Jay White is doing the Lord's work, (laughs) (laughs) calling out MJF and doing everything he can to make this fight feel big. I think it would have been a big fight feel regardless. This is one of those. This was one of the matches when Jay White came in. We all said that he should be wrestling for the title. Now, who the champion was at the time, so be it. Is now MJF in a in the babyface role, which we'd probably never have guessed at the time when Jay White came in. But we expected him to be here. Maybe not so soon, but we expected him to be here. Okay, and then we have MJF, who is your champion, and myself included. I have been bitching about MJF being involved in a comedy angle, basically with Adam Cole. But now we have. MJF, who is your champion, and he is involved with Adam Cole, Bebe, Roderick Strong, Samoa Joe's not done with him. Wardlow came out the other day and had a bandage on his fist that said MJF on it. So MJF is involved, and Jay White. So MJF is involved in... Omega. And Kenny Omega. So, MJF is involved in five. We'll just go with multiple. That's good, right? It it is something now that it has morphed into a weird babyface champion run where now it just kind of started off, you know, nondescript and all the the bad that MJF did in the past is starting to kind of creep up with him now that he's trying to do the good. It almost feels like, you know, fill in the blank of can I a say person it? in Can in I say life. it right now? Because I can't remember who said it last week. I can't remember if it was you or Zach, but. It was probably me. I don't think there's any way that Jay White beats MJF. Yeah, that was probably me. It was just you and me on the pod. Um, I don't. Ultimately, yeah, but Zach's always in my head. No, I, trust me. I, I, those times where you know Fuck I have you, to, Zach. <laughs> I have to keep him out of my head when, especially when it comes to predict, prediction time. So you think that Jay White? I mean, we're talking. We're, we're I would still love another, to We're see still it. four weeks out. You think that Jay White? I would love to see it. I don't see it happening. I would love to see it. It would fucking mark me out. If Jay White, I would literally, beat MJF. I would probably literally cheer, and that's not a knock against MJF. It's it's just because I love Jay White. So. But Jay White looks like a champion when he walks out with that belt. I know they uh, stole the belt from MJF. He looks like a champion, right? You know, when he came out and he he did the usual, you know, open the code and he, he flipped it out and you saw the belt around. I'm like, man. That looks like New Japan all over again. And, I mean, it felt like New Japan, and, and that to me was my first knee-jerk reaction when he came out for the uh, the match against Penta. I was like, fuck. His shit talking good. is so good. It's on par. It's now feels like it's starting to get on par with 
MJF. I don't, and I think MJF is on a, a master class level, but I think Jay White is right there where I don't think it, it would. The first time around, I thought it was the anomaly. Now we're seeing both guys getting their own pace, especially now with Jay White feeling like he's the quote unquote champion. Okay, so what did you think about Dynamite, the end of Dynamite with Edge and Christian? I mean, I guess we're talking about, are we talking about a Royal after the fact, or are we talking, um, are you, wait, hang on. You're talking no, no, you're right. Juice Robinson won to close out. Collision is yes. Brian Cage, or not Brian Cage, Christian Cage and uh, Danielson. Co- and Collision was, was uh, Dan Bryan versus Christian. Uh, Big Bill, Ricky Starks, Luchasaurus, Nick Wayne, FTR, and Edge. That's a lot of people coming out at the end of the match. Um, Schmaz. The right person went over, ultimately, and that's all that really matters is that Christian retained the title. From that point, it's it's the usual TK book, and don't forget this guy, you know, remind you that these – and, it, and I get it. It's multi-layer booking, but you don't always have to show it at the end of the show. We know. Those who watch. Did you like know. Daniel Bryan versus Christian? Because it was Hell yeah. 25 minutes. <laughs> Hell yeah. 25 minutes of those guys wrestling. No, that was good shit. Um, it, it re- always re- it's good to reinforce that Christian can wrestle when necessary. He doesn't have to because he has Nick Wayne and Luchasaurus as his heaters to take the damage. Obviously, Nick Wayne should be seeing a dentist probably in the next 24 hours because your boy lost a tooth on Wednesday night, but neither here nor there. I think that uh, that was another reinforcement to me and to others that Christian Cage can get down when he needs to get down. Who's going to take the belt from MJF? You think it's Jay White? No. Um I want to see who this mass person is first before we start getting to that. If you're going to put me at gunpoint and make me say who it is, I'm going to still stick to my guns and still go with Wardlow, even though that is so far right field right now. It would be the only thing that would help Wardlow get back on track. Outside of that, Kenny Omega is a, is a nice answer. Don't think he needs it. Jay White's not going to win it. Adam Cole, baby, is your wild card because – they keep putting this off where he, if he was really going to have surgery, he would have had it by now. The fact that we keep seeing. Oh, on so TV, you, you think it's a work now? Yeah, because if he, it was that. Look at Thunder Rosa. Perfect example. You ain't seen her since she was hurt and hadn't, hadn't been back since. Jamie Hayter. Same, same thing. Been hurt. Ain't been seen since. If it was that damn serious, hey, Thunder Rosa. he wouldn't be. What up, turd? He wouldn't even be on TV. But yet and still, they drag him out for these eh, kind of you know vignettes with him and Roddy Strong. I'm sorry, you guys were talking about the blood. Well, I won't say you guys. Zach was talking about like the bloodline was jumped the shark. This angle has officially jumped the shark. It is time to end it. I don't even care about it anymore. Fast forward to the finish. Please and thank you. Roddy Strong and the kingdom have fucked it up for everybody else. This is why we can't have nice things. Put the belt on Swerve Strickland. How are you going to get there? He just lost to Danielson. Now he's going back against Paige. He's probably going to lose that to set up a tiebreaker. 
this is what I was saying last week. You have to show me. Tony Khan, I, lo- I know he's y- y'all guys' guy, and that's the man. He's heating up. But I'm telling you, he is a good matchmaker. If you want to have Russell Dream, you know, uh, Forbidden Door, if I gave you one night in these two rosters, could you have a great fucking card? Hell up. yeah, and Tony Khan could do that. But name me a, another good angle besides the MJF Adam Cole angle in AEW. Baby. There is a one. Let's get that three count. One, two, three. Okay, we had NJPW Royal Quest three. And it, it was headlined by Bill Ospreay versus Zack Sabre Jr. What do you think about this match? I thought this match was five stars. Uh, couldn't have been better. I could have watched those guys wrestle as long as they had to. The fact that we even got this match is another, not even, it's just a, a an embarrassment of riches. How many great matches we've gotten across promotion matches in, you know, in promotion, whatever the case may be. This is just another great example of it. I thought this was a five-star match. I wanted to see this just as bad as I wanted to see Danielson and uh, Zack Sabre Jr., Danielson and Okada. This is just another on the list of Will Ospreay just, not even, I won't say mowing them down, but just adding another name to the list of, for me, making him the undisputed wrestler of the year. It was a nice undisputed undisputed wrestler of the year at this point. And he's still got Mike Bailey coming up speed or um, Shota Umino here in like a month or so. I mean, he's got like 12 more weeks to have like, like four or five great matches to come. This, this is just one of them. This will Osprey is doing things that we will look back on and be like, that's when he was at his best. Will Ospreay is having the summer the, of punk. This is the summer. Uh, well, this is the year of well, Will Ospreay. He had Kenny Omega on January fourth at Wrestle Kingdom. Then he had Kenny Omega at uh, what do you call it? Forbidden Door. And the guy is just doing fucking work. Like he was in the G one. Incredible in the G1. Everybody had their best match during the G1. He's already had the two matches of the year, both with Kenny Omega. No slight to Kenny Omega. But now he's doing, he's just doing shit with Zack Sabre Jr. Just 30 minutes. Incredible. Incredible. All this is just making it much more harder to, if you're a, a New Japan guy like I am, it's going, it's going to make it harder for him to resign with Wait, New Japan. Why are you more of a New Japan guy than me? I forget. Because I watch it daily. I watch all the matches. Oh, because you watch the three-on-three matches? Oh, yeah. That makes you a bigger New Japan guy than me. Have you seen New Japan live? Yes. No. Oh, you mean in person? Yeah. No. I've done it twice. So you're hey, a big I continue? 
Go ahead. I wasn't saying I was bigger than so, a New Japan fan. Sorry. I said I was a uh, yeah, New Japan fan. I, I know, but every no, time see, you every, took, you every took every that time shit, you, you, every see, time. See, no. Okay, there you go. Boom. Hold on a second. No, that, Hold on that, a second. there it is. Every There's time Adam you're Copeland, like Ricky Starks example. You took what I said. Adam Copeland. You took Ricky what I said. You took what I said, and you got and you. You took and you made that shit talk to me like that. I didn't say I was the New Japan. You're talking to me like that. I said I was a New Japan fan. That's okay, fair. you said you took what I said and decided to run down the block with it. Now, what? Why that was? I'm not sure. Now, that being said, mm-hmm. as a New Japan fan, mm-hmm. it just makes it a little harder for New Japan to sign Will Ospreay when he's going out and having all these goddamn masterclass. I love matches. New Japan more than Jason ever has. <laughs> what the fuck ever? Don't be like that, man. It's okay. There's plenty of room for everybody. Shit. Did you like Shingo versus Ishii? Not their best match that I've seen, but this was like, I gave it like four and a half stars. I mean, and that's, and that's a really good fucking match. It's a classic Shingo Ishii match. The diving headbutt where he like literally leapt off his feet and hit Shingo in the jaw. It's like Jesus fucking Christ. Tama Tonga comes out at the end and calls out Shingo. He says, "I want you to fight me for my never open open weight championship." So are you? I don't know if you want that. (laughs) I don't know if you want that smoke, Tama Tonga. You just got the shit back. Why? Why are you fucking with Shingo Takai? That's not the one. Let's go with somebody a little easier. That's why it's called an open weight championship. You can challenge a junior heavyweight too if you wanted to. Pick on somebody like that before you go up against Shingo Takagi. I think that was an interesting call. It's interesting booking. If he goes over Shingo, I would be very surprised. Very. Uh, there was a bunch of, dare I say, uh, garbage matches on this. Uh, there was uh, Eddie Kingston, Tanahashi. And Okada versus Hanari and Cobb and TJP. What do you think about this? Actually, I like TJP. So to see him come back is always good. Um, I won't call them garbage matches, but these are all matches that are setting something up down the line. No, they're not. When you got Finley losing on the side where uh, G.O.D. and E.O.P. wins, that, to me, is something to look forward to. This is, you know, now Finley's on the back end of losing the title. Now he's losing six-man matches. I'm not saying that he's... So I know, have to ask you about the War Dogs. Are we talking the juniors or the heavies? Right. So there's two teams that are called War Dogs now? Essentially, this Did you Bullet know Club... This? To me... The, you knew this. To me... This Bullet Club incarnation is Bullet Club War Dogs. So they're all and underneath that same umbrella. So that's why I was like, you know, let's be specific on who we're talking about, especially when we're talking tag teams. There's one that are the champs, and then there's one that aren't. Right. So the junior heavyweight champs, uh, the War Dogs. The ones that are not as good as the heavies, but just as uh, obnoxious as fuck. But, yeah, Connors and uh, Dan Maloney. They went out, and they beat a couple dudes from uh, OVW. Uh, uh uh-uh, don't be like that. <laughs> don't be like that. Dude's don't 19. Like that. Dude's 19. Was he not good for 19? Was the, was the other good that dude for like good for 16, 17? I mean, damn. I, where were you doing at at 16 or 19? You damn sure wasn't doing that. 
this is like when people say that Sandra Bullock is hot for 59. No. She's hot. She's just hot. I would fuck her. Okay. I mean, ditto. I'm not sure what the point is you're trying to make. Are we disparaging these well, young guys? Why, are no. We, why, are we, why are we making? No. I'm not. That's right. I'm not disparaging or giving credit. I'm just saying, are they good or not? For the first time seeing either or, I thought these guys stepped up to the plate in the middle of the card and did some things. I'm not saying that they're saying that they're going to be the next coming of fill in the blank, but I thought this. I gave it a three and a half stars. For me, that's a pretty good mark. Yoda Suji is going to be headlining uh, Tokyo Dome's in the very near future. Uh, he goes against Lou Jacobs, who is also badass. What did, This is my first time looking at Luke Jacobs. Did I've up. heard about Luke Jacobs. I thought this match was incredible. I was probably my favorite match of the night, if you take away Osprey And um, ZSJ, yeah. yeah. Um, I hadn't seen Luke Jacobs and. You know, shout out to my boy Brett from PSP. He was like, you know, you got to see Luke Jacobs and Ishii. They apparently had a match last year. I don't think it was on Royal Quest 2. It might have been. I don't think it was, but neither here nor there. Um, It's on YouTube. It's like 30 minutes long. If you get a chance, you can YouTube it and check it out for yourself. I haven't seen that, but obviously I saw this. This motherfucker was good. I mean, I'm a Yoda Suji guy, and seeing Luke Jacobs next to him, I'm just like, okay, these two motherfuckers are going to have to somehow circle back around and do this for bigger stakes on a bigger stage. This can't just be the only time that they – well, I shouldn't say that. It's not the only time they've done it. Here's, here's um, the thing, though. This is the first time Suji had Everybody beat. is a Yoda Suji guy, though. How can you – Yoda Suji is the future of New Japan Pro Wrestling. He will Him headline Tokyo Dome's. No, he's the man. He and other guys. He is the guy that stands out amongst others. Renderi is going to get his turn. Shota Uno is going to get his turn. Edgar Renderita? He's going to get his turn. Yeah. Renderita? He is going to get his turn. Shota Uno is going to get his turn. You, uh, you, yeah, Yuya Umiura just came back. He's Holy going to get his turn. Shit. I'm telling you, they are going to push these guys that were former young Lions up to the top of the card in some form or fashion, some sooner than later, but they're all going to get up there. at the. That's good to do for a three count. One, two, three. Okay, did you watch NXT this week? Of course. It was good. Trick is in a very, very interesting situation. That's the the first thing that really stands out in my mind for NXT. He wants to move up. He he feels like he has the right to move up. His matches are good. I, you know, I'll be the first to admit that I like him in the ring, but. If you're Carmelo Hayes in your head, you like you know you got to stay in your lane, man. I mean, I'm the NXT champion. Trick wants to be the NXT champion. There's where the rubber meets the road. Did Carmelo Hayes take Trick out? We'll find out sooner versus later, I'm sure. But I'm surprised. I'll just go like this. I'm surprised we're doing Carmelo Dragunov this quickly as a run back rematch. I thought one of the heels would win. 
Uh, I am mad about it. We're going to get a great match for the second night of Halloween yeah, Havoc, but I'm, I'm a little kinda, surprised. I'm kind of mad about it. I'm not mad. I'm just surprised. Well, it's like, why are we going back to this? Somehow you, you, it, have, it, this, it has, you have this whole ready-made story with Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. And I think we go where back you to could, it. You could have done anything. But you could have had Baron Corbin pin Dijak, and Carmelo Hayes wouldn't have to have been involved at all. So them going back to Dragunov, Carmelo Hayes, uh, not a big fan of it. It's a safe match, and I'm not necessarily, you know, arguing that point. What more do these guys have to do in the ring with each other, though? I mean, the, the, just to tell the story, I guess, is to now cement Dragunov as NXT champion, but somehow this Trick Williams thing has to come back around. My guess is it's Carmelo that took him out. He's the obvious choice, but obviously it's wrestling, so anybody could have done it. Somehow I think this tri- this Trick Williams injury comes back into play. Did Carmelo it Hayes out. It helps out injure Trick Williams? If you had to put me at gunpoint, yeah. He would, if you're Carmelo Hayes, it's, it's like the Sopranos. It, you, it, Tony is the boss, and if you start getting out of your lane, now we're talking. You're gonna have to get smacked. That's where that's where Carmelo Hayes is at. That and in the backstage segment, he was like, "Hey, I thought you were going to get the North American title back, and I was going to get the NXT title back." And Trick was like, "No, no, no." Yeah, so but Carmelo, Carmelo, if Carmelo is Tony, though, like to me, like Trick Williams is like Ari, you know? Okay, fair. Ari wants to move up, but ultimately, he's going to have to take a step back. Or he's like uh, T-1000, who... (laughs) uh, (laughs) You really pulled some shit out your ass. Busted him out. (laughs) Tony, oh, Tony. No, honestly, this is going to work itself out. If it was me, I would have had Dijak win that match to ultimately lose to... Uh, Honestly, off. I think Ari is my favorite character in The Sopranos ever. What? I think so. Ever. Is that a hot take? A little bit. The, I I just think Ari is the only one that Tony talked to. who He was never scared of Tony because he wasn't in the mob. So, like, every time Tony talked to Ari, he'd be like, Ari would be like, fuck you, Tony. Do you remember... <laughs> Do you remember when he had to go a, back and get that money from the French guy? Oh, God Christ. damn, it was so good. It was so good. God, I, see, I need to start watching that shit again. Ari, I will give you that. Ari was the this only is one. This from Jersey side. <laughs> Ari was the only one to actually step up to Tony on multiple occasions. I will give you that. I will just say this. If he, he's under, he was not cool with him. This isn't the same thing, though. Trick and Mello are supposed to be boys. And if we're supposed to be on the same page, they're more like to- they're more like uh Polly Walnuts and Soprano though. Like they're not boys boys. Carmelo Hayes is higher in the pecking order. He has been champion for okay, a while. Okay, like I said, that yeah. to me is Tony. He wants the NXT title back. No, that makes Trick Williams Polly Walnuts. Fair. Now, if Paulie Walnuts decided he wanted to take over this, the, the Soprano family, how the fuck you think that's going to you know, unfold? It's not going to end well. Andre, Paulie Andre is going Chase, to die. Andre Chase is like, Ari, 
Now that was funny when JC Jane and Thea Hale came out at the end to cheer the motherfuckers on. I was like, okay, this shit's getting ready to go left. This shit's been getting ready to go left. I was waiting for JC Jane to, to fuck that shit up, and then they won. I'm like, they fucking won. I think that's gonna be a good match. Chase U is interesting because they have they have options for people to go left at any given point. I'm still waiting for Duke Hudson to turn on Andre Chase. Thea Hale is next to J.C. Jane. I'm waiting for them to split off. This could combust at any given point. And now they're set up Barry to Corbin for the rules. titles. I'm not going to go that right? far. I'm not going to go that no? far. I can't. I can't. He doesn't rule? I can't. I can't do that. I've, I've talked too much shit over more in the years. He's done very well on his NXT uh, run. I'll give you that. Brian Pillman Jr. has said that he is shedding his dad's cloak. And so his name is going to be Lexus King. What do you think about his name being Lexus King? Because to me, that's a woman's name. If I'm not mistaken, it's. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, it's. Do you uh, remember? Do you remember when uh, Dan McBride says that to Will Ferrell and Eastbound and Down? And he goes, oh, "I love women. I take it as a compliment." <laughs> and Dan McBride goes, "Take it as you will." <laughs> Those two. Okay, thirty seconds. That's that's chemistry right there. Lexus King? No, 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 no. His no, name no, no, is no. Lexus King. Apparently, his, it was his, his sister's name. He didn't want. I know, blah, but blah, blah, blah. his name is Lexus King. We didn't. That like, is not. We didn't like Gunther, and all of a sudden well, now Gunther's the shit. But why is he named Lexus King though? That doesn't make any sense. The that's King, a woman's name. The King. I respect part was woman. The the I guess the non-negotiable deal. That's what he wanted his last name to be in ring. The front name. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you on that. You could come up with a bunch of stuff that's better than Lexus. Well, look, I ain't going to argue with you on that point. I'm just saying, <laughs> Audi. Saab, Mercedes, Subaru. You know, I'm, I'm going with Mercedes King. That sounds like the shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me. I'm not saying that it's great. Fine, it's a shitty fucking name. But if you book That's him right, if That's you book him right, we ain't gonna be talking about his shitty fucking name. We're gonna talk about how great matches he's having. That's all I wanted. And uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about was <laughs> the Von Wagner thing. Over it. It's really stupid, though, right? Over like, it. Like, it is so melodramatic. Like, what are they doing? I didn't like him. Is this what Shawn Michaels wants? I, I, is this what he wants? You're the NXT guy. You've been watching this, you know, this reboot Fuck yeah, I'm the NXT I'm... guy. Okay, so you answer this question. This, to me, does it... E okay, ultimately, it just it has to end with Braun going over... Oh, I'm sorry, Von going over Braun, so Braun and Carmelo can move up to the main roster. Well, Braun's, fighting, Braun's fighting Robert Stone Jesus at the next pay-per-view. He's just going to crush him. We would, one would like to think. I would not be surprised to see Von Wagner come off the fucking, you know, this physical therapy, you know, bench with his head wrapped or you know, all that other shit. He's barely stretching a fucking rubber band, and now all of a sudden he's going to throw Braun Breaker around for the next... 30 seconds to help Robert Stone win the match. It's wrestling, for Christ's sake. That's going to do it for our three count. This is banned from ringside. All right. So I want to have a general conversation with you real okay. fast if we could. Yeah. 
Is L.A. Knight too derivative? Does he, like, when you watch him, because I know that this is the scuttlebutt. The scuttlebutt is that L.A. Knight is too Austin, and it pisses people off. I don't even, honestly, if I sit back and watch them two wrestle, I don't even really think they really wrestle like Austin. The Austin from WWE is a, I won't say broken Austin, but he has miles on the tires. And the things he used to be able to do, he couldn't do. No, that's not what I'm asking. I'm asking, is LA Knight too derivative as his character sits right now? I don't think so. No, I, it, honestly, I think he's he is who he is. Does he remind me of Austin? Yeah, but I don't think he's Austin. Nobody can be Austin. And if he was, that's fans, the thing. That's fans the... would be able to sniff that shit out. I don't look at him like he's an Austin clone. He's just L.A. Knight. His certain things that he, some of his mannerisms remind me of Austin. But nobody can be Steve Austin. That's the thing. It's like nobody could be Austin. Because Austin was perfect at the most perfect time, going against McMahon, yeah. going against everybody, double middle fingers, stuck right, right place, right time, and his character going against Vince McMahon was everybody's personal dream because but we this, all had a boss you didn't this like. This backlash against L.A. Knight it bothers me though. I think I was. I think some of that is just the fact that people don't like him because he was in TNA, and that's just the WWE, the hardcore WWE fans. Like, you know, it's either WWE or bust. And what you did beforehand doesn't doesn't mean anything until you do it here. And I think that's just bullshit. So there's no time where you're watching him where you're like, uh, that's a little too Austin. No. Austin to me is it's like really never crossed your mind. His, sometimes, his sometimes mannerisms. Sometimes every, I watch him and I'm like, every God, now damn, and then it does. But I mean, it's it's not enough to where I'm like, okay, I hate him because well, or I don't like him. Like I tried to say earlier, it's like there's a lot of people watching wrestling now that weren't watching in 1998. They're 13 years older. They're 15 years old and they're watching it now and they've never seen Austin. So it makes sense that it gets over because it's that good the only thing that is Austin you could do a lot worse than just impersonating Steve Austin agreed yeah and 25 years later yeah and (laughs) what are the only things that remind me when he's with his catchphrase is yeah when Austin was doing the what chant that's the only Uh, thing that reminds me of them too it's it's more than that though I don't think it is for me it's not for me it is not he walks down like this I, I don't even I know this is an audio that. medium, but like he walks down and his head just shakes from side to side. And then he stands up. He stands up on the ropes just like Austin. He is doing an Austin impression. Like we have to be honest about this. LA Knight is doing an Austin impression. I don't, like, I don't see it. I, I think I said it back when he was wrestling Cameron Grimes. I was like, he is doing half rock, half Austin. And that's the the running, I guess. You really don't see it, though? Am I on an 
I lived here. In this scenario, yes, you're on your own island and I'm on mine. I just He is me, doing an Austin impression. I don't see it. That's amazing. Come on. No, I don't. I mean, if you're going to accuse him of anything on the mic, he's more rock on the mic versus Austin on the mic, if anything. The only mannerism that I get is the, the chance of the what and the yes. That ain't we're better. talking Austin. He'd be better off impersonating Austin because Austin was a better promo. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Are we going to have this conversation? Really? 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 No. no. I was getting ready to say, no. there is no I mean, way. We can, I love Austin. if you want to. I love Austin. He's on my Mount Rushmore. It best promo of all time. Best wrestler of all time. Did, did Ric Flair die yet? Ric Flair's number two. Stone Cold Steve Austin, 97 to 2000. Best wrestler of all time. Oh, number geez. one. Oh number one. God. Actually, number two might be Kurt Angle, 099 to 2000. Whew. Loved him. I don't know how we went from best promo to greatest wrestler, but that's fine, too. Best promo is still always going to be, at least in this scenario, we're talking Rock and Austin. It will always be The Rock. I'm sorry. Sorry. Hey, not sorry. Hey, what about this guy? What up, turn? <laughs> <laughs> He's all right, too. Keep him away from Hangman so he doesn't commit manslaughter on this motherfucker. Um, there is nothing funnier than saying, what up, turd? Uh, yeah, I, I texted Brad. What up, turd? I was like, <laughs> what up, turd? Hangman Page is such a turd, too. Uh, is he really? I mean, come, come on, man. Turd. You don't, you don't like Page? T-E-R-D. No, he's a turd, man. Why he is he a turd? He is a turd. That's the that's the funniest thing about Swerves when he said what up turd he was like talking to <laughs> Hangman Page it's like Hangman Page is such a turd too how is he a turd break this down for me yeah. please the I only way it could have been better if, if he was talking to Evil Uno or oh, something Jesus Christ <laughs> you act like he, we act like fucking Dude, Hangman is on the level of CM Punk or some shit like that don't make me shit on Hangman Page you already I, did I will shit on Hangman Page I think for you just ever. did I think you just did, my friend. What up, turd? <laughs> <laughs> it will never get old. I'm sorry. And I just think it's one of our greatest drops of all time. Thank you, Swerve Strickland, for giving up, us turd? that gem that will never be old. That being said, I'm just not sure what this, I guess, this little 30-second hatred is for uh, Hangman Page at this point. I mean, damn. Ah, fuck him. Damn. <laughs> I mean, he's fine. He's fine. I'm not saying that he, he's I'm not, not. He's not interesting, though. Like, if we're being honest about it, like, is this Hangman Page interest you, or does Miro interest you? Miro, what do you like better? Miro interests me more because Miro Fuck, hasn't had his chance. Yeah, yet. he does because he's saying something. Hangman Page says nothing. He's such a loser. God. He's the, he was the world heavyweight Fuck champion. Hangman How are you going to sit up here talking about this motherfucker? He's that fine. BKO He's fine. He's fine. He's not as good as Swerve. What up, turn? <laughs> <laughs> when Swerve wins a singles title, let's talk to me, okay? Right now. Dude, he should win from MJF. He really should. Like they got they got a strike while the iron's hot, right? You had the chance. Danielson was right there in front of them. 
all you had to do was do a little fuckery. He's meant for bigger things. Why not bring Danielson on the way? Why not do? I mean, you use fuckery to beat Hangman Page. What up, turn? You can still use that same fuckery and beat Danielson. It doesn't matter. We just want him to go over, build up, swerve to where now you ain't got no choice. Put the belt on my dude. Until you put ju- the belt on my dude. He's gained like twenty pounds. He looks great. I'm put the belt on him. That. Guess put what? Put the belt on him. Guess what he's going to be doing at full gear? Wrestling Hangman Page. What up, turd? Exactly. Dude, he should kill Hangman Page. Part of the problem with AEW is too many motherfuckers. And Will Ospreay's on the way. No, that ain't true. There are two, you know this fucking roster is bloated as fuck. We always talk. Well, I always bring it up. You guys always poo-poo me about this shit. And now we're always talking about uh, when, when so-and-so yeah, going to get his chance. When Swerve's going to get his chance. We don't know when Swerve's going to get his chance because every time you look up, it's somebody else is getting the title shot or somebody else is coming well, in. Well, listen, it's a, it's a double-sided sh- sword, right? Because sometimes you're like, hey, I want them to make the belt feel like something. So don't hot shot it. So they put it on the guy for a while. And then the other party is like, well, fuck, make me... Maybe second guess myself if at a pay per view, like, can this guy beat MJF? But, like, that, I mean, that's those are the two sides of it. Like, I want them to take the belt seriously, but I also really had no doubt that he was going to beat Adam Cole, even though I think I picked Adam Cole. I'm pretty and sure I had did. no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, uh, the tape might say otherwise, but yeah. Go ahead and be revisionist now. I'm so far behind you guys now. It is, I, I am taking a chop from everybody, I guess. No, I'm, I'm not going to chop you, man. I'll, I'll just say this. Well, we need a wrestler It'd be fun if Kurt Stallion, Stallion Rogers, well, that's could come chop me again. He's over in uh, Japan. Let him make some uh, nice little yen. Fighting Kiyomiya. Oh, I would hope you know at some point during this uh, tour. Stud. I'll just say this: when MJF named a bunch of guys that was coming for his title, you know the one guy he didn't name. Wardlow. Now you said Wardlow. Who? Swerve. That's my point. Swerve should take it from him. They don't have him positioned like that. He even said Wardlow before he said Swerve Strickland. You need GK needs to show me something before I start getting on this Swerve Strickland train. You know what's fucked up about Wardlow? It's like we're always like, oh, they fucked up Wardlow. They didn't. They didn't cash in. Strike when the iron was hot. Right, but now I see Wardlow and I'm like. Fuck this dude. <laughs> like, what, I mean, what who gives you, a fuck? What like, more can I you him, do I'm with like, him? Yeah, I know, but I'm saying that, like, I was judging them on the way that all the marks would respond, and then I responded like a mark. Because I, mean, I guess I'm a mark. A, and B, he's so devalued at this, this point, he's doing the same shit over and over again. The only thing that he did different, he put the MJF's fist or the tape up and he bumped Tony on the way out. Okay, so he's a heel. All right. Whatever. Same shit. God dang. 
you know, not this. It's yeah. We're gonna need some help. Hey, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about? You want to talk about uh, Shayna Baszler or Chris Statlander? I know that's your girl, Dan House. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, um, John PW- Cena sucking PWI again. To, uh, just uh, the worst. PWI's women's top John Cena to death. God, I hate John Cena. Leave John Cena alone. He's going to be gone he here in a little bit. Fucking Can we give Rhea Ripley some love for being number one on uh, the women's PWI top two, uh, 250? Oh, Rhea was number one? Rhea was number one. Good for her. She deserves it. She fucking rules. You'll find no slander here on Rhea Ripley. No, I, I, none for me as far as I'm concerned. At, at, at this point, we just got to figure out who we need to put some challenges up to her because now we're getting to the point where she's just rolling over everybody. Hey, guys, we got some birthdays this week. Hey, Tony Storm. Mm. What? You horny motherfucker. He's, she's 28. Uh, Chavo? Chavo's alive. Fifty three. <laughs> what you gonna be for? No, I just Razor Scott Hall. Uh definitely RIP. He would have been sixty five. Every time that Jason and I see each other, we say Hey yo in honor of Scott Wall Scott Hall. Uh D Lil Brown. Definitely alive. Okay, now see it- Do your best D Lil Brown. <laughs> <laughs> also 53. Uh, Taya Valkyrie is 30. What? Yeah. Two Cold Scorpio, 58. We need to do this math on Taya Valkyrie again. All right. One of my favorite dudes of all time. Perry Saturn. <laughs> oh, Perry Saturn's dress. 57. <laughs> That's right, everybody. My Twitter, my wrestling Twitter used to be at Perry Saturn's dress because he had that match against Jericho. That's good shit. Where if you lost, you had to wear the dress. And he started wearing the dress, but he started liking it. Every week. It was so good. (laughs) Hey, everybody. We know there's a ton of podcasts to listen to, so I appreciate you guys listening to our podcast. For Kevin Hamilton. Check. For the wife, the baby, check. and the animals. Check, check. Even though we're in South City. For Murray, the Murray Man. Murray. For check. Lucha Chris. Double check. For Patriot Pat. Check. For Vice. Check. For Two Beers, Zach Bowling. For Jason Cornelius. Guess we'll give him a check. Never forget that Black Lives Matter. Check. Support your local weed dealers. Double check. Support your local restaurants. Double check. Call your parents and boo the heels. Boo, bitch.